Welcome to a Morley podcast with Tony Maine. I think we have an absolutely fantastic show for you today. I've been told I use that quote a little bit too much uh, by, by someone I work with, but it's never been more appropriate than right now. Mary Elaine Baker, she's a friend, but more than anything, she's someone that I look up to as an entrepreneur. And she has not had an easy uh, road to hoe, but I can learn and continue to learn from her. So we wanted to bring Mary Lane on to share her lessons learned as a mill spouse entrepreneur to just share the wealth for America. So without any further ado, Mary Lane, I want to welcome you to the podcast. How are you doing this week? Uh, you know, it's back to school over here, so I'm actually homeschooling right now, and I think I'm doing okay. I'm here. I'm smiling. <laughs> well, so uh, about that smile, that's something that I want to get to because I want people that know you know know about your kind of infectious um, personality. Right. And, and your desire to build teams. And if, if, if you would look up um, Mrs. Baker on, on social media, you'll you'll find this just glorious, glorious family. She, she's got her ranger husband trained. And I didn't do a good job photoshopping this, but he's actually taking notes. So you can see who's running the family and who's taking notes following direction. And then anybody who has ever, ever tried to get a family photo where actually having one of their two children hug them, that is, that speaks, I think, to your motherhood more of anything else. But this is something that I think is, is where we're going to go today as we kind of talk about how you built this virtual assistance business that formerly known as Patriot Advantage, now Virtual Assistant USA or VA USA. So I want to start with you saying just how did you get this idea? What was the background to it? Where, what state were you in kind of mentally when you all decided that this is something that you were going to do? Yeah, well, very humble beginnings. Uh, during our marriage, uh, as you said, he is a ranger. So he deployed very frequently and I was a full-time educator and we had two young children, the children you saw there in that photo, which by the way, what you can't see is the candy I had in my pocket to bribe them. So, <laughs> so you are a planner. That is a good life right there. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I just experienced what many military spouses and families experience and that is burnout, you know, it's just chaos. A lot of times very uh inconsistent schedules and i was in my fifth year of teaching and at one point brett was in afghanistan both of my children were in daycare and my entire paycheck was going to pay for daycare and i was just burnt out and i knew that we needed something that was going to give us and myself more flexibility so I learned about virtual assisting through a friend and my husband and I prayed and decided we would try it that summer. So I became a virtual assistant myself 
And it took a it took a couple months, but once we made that adjustment, it was like a weight was lifted from our home. I could take my work wherever I went and fit my career into my lifestyle rather than the other way around. Does that make sense? So that change was everything for our family. And I started getting questions from friends, other military spouses, uh, what are you doing? Are you really making money? Is this real? And can you teach me how to do this? So the more I got questions, the more I started looking into this, of is this, is this a chronic issue? You know, I knew I was suffering. I just didn't realize how many other military spouses across the country were suffering and had huge gaps in their resume or had, you know, a part-time job here, part-time job there, but on their resume, they're obviously bouncing around from state to state. And a lot of times their employers or potential employers will just throw those resumes out. They won't even entertain the idea of an initial interview. So I called my friend, my best friend, her name's Brooke, who was also a ranger spouse. And I said, hey, I have this idea. You know, I see that there is a need. I see that there are people who are extremely talented, very intelligent, possess all the soft skills that employers want and desire. And there's also a need for business owners who need those skills, but don't necessarily want someone full-time in an office setting. So I think I can help bridge this gap. Do you want to do what I do? And she said, absolutely. I mean, before she tells you what kind of woman she is, she was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. So before I hung up, she committed. Yes, I want to do this with you. And that phone call was in April of 2017. In January of 2018, that's when we launched Patriot Advantage. That was our former name. And we went through a rebrand not too long ago. And we're now VA USA. Um, but I'm hoping by January, we'll have a hundred people on our team. We're very close. Time out. Time out. Okay. So in, in about three minutes, you said, well, I was a teacher. I tried this. I tried being an assistant. And now I'm going to have a, a company with an overhead per se, right? An overhead of over a hundred people. All right. You're an MBA like case study. For all these rangers you want to get out as a e5 and go get their mba and whatnot and you're limited so let's talk about because i love it right you're you're brought on so that we can we said in the beginning learn lessons like okay so tell me about the mindset what what in your brain right was like not only did i think i could do it but i know i can do it and and, and talk more to that building that team of teams that was kind of kind of with you your kind of tribe that, that that kept you motivated when maybe you saw some doubts? Um, so I chronically had doubts in my mind. Um, I think anyone who tells you, oh, no, it, you know, I felt very confident the whole time is a straight up liar. <laughs> um, I felt imposter syndrome constantly. I, I think I still struggle struggle with it some days. I wake up and I think, me? Like, you want me to do this? You know, so I felt like this was a calling um, for, for myself. And I didn't always understand why I was being called. 
I had this vision in my mind and I just couldn't get it out of my heart. I really couldn't. And I had a lot of God winks along the way. Some would say coincidences, but I, I know there were God winks of, no, you're doing the right thing. Keep going, push harder. Um, you can get through this roadblock. And I will say, 100%, I had to find the right people to come along with me. I could not do this without the right people around me and um, mentoring me, praying with me, praying for me, and hiring based on values. And I really believe that's why we're able to scale and grow um, and be where we are today. I, I, I just, we just have the right people. When you had mentioned in terms of, as you're looking at your business model, you walked through the, the shoes, right? So, so you have been a virtual assistant. You're not asking mm -hmm. folks to do things that you haven't done, maybe in a different way based on how, how you run your production policies. But let's go back to those other, for your, your peers-ish at that time outside of the education profession, those ranger spouses. What were were they receptive when they when they heard this? Did they take a wait and see approach? Were some of them excited that hey, that might be for me? Because I know our community. I think you mm -hmm. might have got a little hit each of those. <laughs> yes, I mean it just. I got very comfortable with people not understanding, including family members. I mean, to be honest, I've had I had a lot of family and friends who thought what I was doing was too risky. How, you know, how could you throw away a career that you, you know, I went, I got my master's in education and I put in five years and I was getting a steady paycheck and I could count on my retirement and all of these, you know, security and benefits. And I just said, you know, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot for this. And no one can promise me I'm going to be successful, but I'm, I'm telling you, I just had this calling and vision in my heart. So I went after it. Um, but I, that doesn't mean I have the support of everyone around me. I definitely did not. I had to find those people. <laughs> well, talk, let's talk about something that we, you know, um, people in our community love to talk about, which is talent management. Mm -hmm. You know, we just had Ranger Rendezvous, the uh, regimental commander outgoing, said that the number one priority for the Ranger Regiment was talent and they call it the war on talent so what what do you look for what, what are the traits so if someone's listening someone hears this podcast their downloads and think that virtualist uh being a virtual assistant is for them other than what the benefits potentially being flexible being able to move what what qualities are you really looking for when you look through that resume the interview background so we, I told you before, I put a huge focus in my company on hiring based on values. And beyond that, we are also looking for individuals who really want to be a part of a community. There are plenty of people who want to work virtually because they never want to be involved with other people. <laughs> they don't want to really be a team player. They want to be left alone. They want to be on an island by themselves. And they love that. They want that. And that's great. That's just not what we're looking for. We're looking for people who want to be a part of our, our community and want to contribute and give value to other 
people on our team, not just for themselves or their own client, if that makes sense. So it's someone who really wants to contribute to our culture and contribute to our, our work family. Tell me about if I'm a virtual assistant, do I have multiple clients, just one client that I'm making my my hours with? If somebody is thinking about, I would think if I was going to be a virtual assistant for the first time and I'm, I'm a male spouse, man, man, woman, or just a man, woman in general, doesn't matter. Um, trying out for the job that I'd kind of want to try it before I, I, I bought it too. So what what is kind of the the work limitations or the, the, the requirements in terms of hours and, and things like that? So it varies just based on each individual's capacity. We ask that people who apply are able to be available during normal business hours. That doesn't mean they have to be on their computer during those business hours, but they should be available to answer a phone call or a text from their client, not just very late at night or only early in the morning. So we are looking for people who have that availability during normal business hours. And you can have multiple clients. So that capacity is really based person person by person. Most of our team are really happy with one to two clients. We have very select few that want more than that. Um, but it you know you create your own schedule and you work that out between your client on when are we going to talk? When are we going to have meetings? When when am I going to be sitting on my computer and working? Um, that's negotiated directly between the the client and the assistant. All right, so let's talk. Let's go back to you. We kind of know mm -hmm. what a, what an individual would be getting into if there's if there's someone interested in it, and of course they can go to hirevausa.com to to kind of learn more. And then I, I know there's an application process, some facts, questions on there too. Get get more information. Um, but what have you learned now, business side, right? Because it, it, it sounds like you did not have the classical preparation in terms of business plan development. The 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 accounting piece and the tax piece, I think, are, are two things that, that kind of get everybody. So, what are your kind of lessons learned as an entrepreneur? as a from your experience i learned that i have certain gifts that i am naturally talented in right and i have weaknesses as well and areas that i'm ignorant in and i could spend my time learning and learning and learning and, and being frustrated on my weaknesses and take months and months and months to be a great bookkeeper, or I could hire someone who's an expert in that area and trust that they're gonna take care of it. So I learned to delegate very early on and to find the right people to do those things and, and let go of it. And I think that's a huge reason why I was able to scale like I have been is because I delegated early on instead of trying to wear all the hats for a long time. And in the beginning of any, you know, any journey, you're, every entrepreneur will have to wear a lot of hats, but it's a choice a lot of times on how quickly you start shedding those and delegate. I love that. I, I think it brings something else up because, you know, 90% of all small businesses in America fail. 
yet small businesses are the economic engine of America. So let's talk about growth because you have now grown to having a hundred uh, virtual assistants under your stead. Um, w was there a point in time where that growth mindset of, oh wait, it's not about being just good enough. How did you figure out your time had to be thinking vision forward and, and, and how you kind of scope and scale your time? So I'm gonna ask the clarifying question. Do you mean, how did I know when it was time to scale and, 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 and make those changes in the company to grow? Exactly, because you already said that you kind of realized through your own development, but that there are, you know, I can't wear all the hats. Right. Most folks okay. don't, can't, can't figure that out. So if growth happens, it's kind of by luck a little bit. It just might be right time, right, right place. Um, but it seems to me like I'm hearing a mindset of the goal wasn't to have five and stay at five. The goal was to start and grow and allow this to become with vision what it becomes, but to be constantly getting get, getting bigger and better. Right. So I spent a good chunk of my time developing leaders. So I am always looking at my team and I have, you know, a few very good, strong core leaders at this point. We wouldn't be here if we didn't, who are also looking out on their people and trying to figure out who are the people who have those natural leadership skills that we can help develop. You, I really think that is the core uh, necessity of being able to scale and grow is you have to understand who you need in that seat and what does that person look like and then how to identify those soft skills and traits that you need to have to be able to do that role. So that's where a lot of my focus is on honestly is, is, yes, I'm looking at the vision of where we want to go, but I'm always trying to find the right leaders. So as soon as I've found a good leader, I, I cling on, well, I cling on to them, but I also think, okay, now I know that we can go and hit this next target because I have another person that can help us get there. I don't know if that answers I your question, but I can't grow well, without more leaders. Well, I will. And in, in in our chosen profession, my husband, your husband and, and myself, I, I think we kind of understand that intuitively as we were in organizations that if you weren't a leader, you wouldn't be around very long. Um, you wouldn't mm -hmm. be desired to, to grow in inside of that organization. So final question then. So where, where, where did that develop? Just that understanding. I mean, did that come from your family upbringing? Did that come from being in the classroom? Or did that come from I think a lot of it was, So I'm, you know, I was a teacher. I still am. Now I'm homeschooling my children as well. And we, when I started the company, I had to teach each person individually how I did what I did, you know? So I, I started developing that curriculum and I realized we're going to need more people that can coach like this. And then... I started looking at my people thinking, well, who has those natural teaching abilities? Leaders are learners and they're teachers. I mean, really that's what they are. So I started looking at, at those 
who weren't afraid to help others, who weren't afraid to uh, tell people the hard truth and give them critical feedback and help them get to their goals. And I gave them responsibilities. You know, I, I started testing them out. So I really think it comes from my educational background. And yes, I was immersed in the military culture since I was born. <laughs> well, that, that's great, Mary. I want to thank you for your time today. And once again, where can people go if they want to find out more about VAUSA, your business yes, model, I, how you do things? HireVAUSA.com. And we're all over social media as well with that same username. Marilyn, thank you so much for making the time today. You're a you're a busy American, homeschooling kids now, trying to keep your husband straight, which we all know is a battle, and then growing growing this great company, which is employing a, a lot of military spouses and giving them purpose. So from our team, we want to say thank you, not just for what what you've done as a military spouse but you through business you're having a little bit of a higher purpose and it'll be successful and that will lead to some vacation time and all that type of greatness but you're providing <laughs> and you're you're providing some of the hardest working people in america um without having a job jobs that give them purpose along with with their mission of taking care of our nation's heroes thank you so much for being on today we appreciate it thank you so much tony thanks for having me all right take care all right so mary elaine baker i can't say enough about her um very so wise in her words um understanding basic principles uh biblical if you ask me and, and understanding that people are how you build so if you have an idea if you want to be an entrepreneur the ability to bring like-minded people in who not only believe in you but believe in the values of what your company want to do, absolutely paramount. And so I want to thank three companies that are a big part of what we do at a more elite podcast. The first is Joe Rimney and Joe Rimney is the founder of the Texas silver rush. And I'll tell you a great company, Fredericksburg, Texas. He took a, chance on himself, entered the jewelry business of all things for an Air Force veteran to do. But he's got a team and his team is called the Texas Civil Rush Tribe. And they're generally listening in as well. So we want to say hello and thank you to the Texas Civil Rush, as well as Three Ranger Brewing Company. And I just want to take a second to let you know that company is run by Art Attaway. And Art Attaway also made the drive from Dahlonega um, down to the Florida National Cemetery today as uh, the internment of ashes occurred for Jim Collins. He's a Merrill's marauder. He's the reason we're doing this by a phone instead of um, co computer day, but an absolutely great company, Three Rangers Brewery, who produces some great beverages. But if you look where the proceeds go, mission oriented as well. And then Rockport Wealth Advisors, Veteran Investment Planning, financial literacy for our veterans so we can close those gaps and have more folks on our veteran team that know how we can build a little bit of stability with the treasures that we receive while on active duty and then as veterans as well. Thank you for joining today. It's been a great podcast. 
do something for somebody else before the day's done. Take care.